Hello, and welcome to Just One Thing. I'm Brad Stearns, here with Lisa Stearns, and we're your hosts on this weekly exploration of simple ways to enhance your relationships, improve your health, manage your stress, and just be happier. Now settle in while we discuss Just One Thing. Good day, and welcome to (laughs) the next episode of (laughs) Just One Thing. thing. (laughs) Just One Thing is the podcast of MindfulLiving.today. You can find us on Facebook at The Mindful Couple, and we would love for you to join our very supportive Facebook group, Mindful Living Today, with Lisa and Brad, and we are occasionally on Instagram. Instagram. This week's episode is going to be all about anxiety, and in fact, we're going to try to answer the question... Are you addicted to your anxiety? anxiety? Which sounds pretty weird because like, why would you be addicted to anxiety? Because it's really uncomfortable and I don't really like it. And this is a topic that's really near and dear to me because I have, I've suffered bouts of anxiety off and on for most of my life. I say both of us have. And I think, so that's uh, why it's important for us to most of my adult life. It just tended to get worse and worse and worse and come to realize through some of the work we've done over the last couple of years that uh, I am indeed, or at least was, Addicted, addicted to my to, anxiety. Right, right. So if, if I can put you on the spot, yes. um, why don't you discuss a little bit or talk a little bit about what does it even mean to be addicted to anxiety? Because that sounds really like weird to it, me. Yes. It's, it, when you first read it, you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But then when you think about it, it's like, okay. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think for most anxious people, mm-hmm. they find that anxiety breeds anxiety. So you become anxiety, anxious about one thing. Then oh, yeah. you, the next thing you know, you're anxi- anxious about something else and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and that actually is an indication to me of an anxiety addiction. Or, or even, it, yeah, or disorder or something. And, di- I, and I know for me, um, what, what to me is most uncomfortable is I'll just wake up or I'll be in the day and like, I'm feeling anxious. anxious. Those those feelings of like my stomach is tight and I'm feeling tension. My throat is tight. Right. Uh, my brain feels uncomfortable. If you can just have your brain can be uncomfortable. Right. And, right. And what is the bad thing about it is I can't attribute it to, to anything. anything. Exactly. There's like nothing that happened that should be making me feel this way. Right. Right. You're in the middle of making a sandwich and all of a sudden yeah. you're, you're you feel very anxious. And so um, I think and, and I and I again I wanted to say. This is not something we're speaking of because we've read about it. This is something that both of us have lived with. And and I'll use the term suffered. Yeah, yes. Suffered with for a long time. We have struggled with for both of us for a very, very long time. And both of us, it has gotten worse as we have gotten Which I think is probably indicative that it is an addiction. Right. You know, because it gets worse and worse Worse over time. Because somehow there's part of an addiction, part of a a habit is, you know, reward. Right. So something is rewarding that feeling, which is why you get addicted to it. Right. Right. And so I think that's, that's the place to start is. So how does, how does this cycle start? Oh, I thought you were asking me. This was, this was rhetorical and you were going to answer. You asked me to talk about something. Please do. (laughs) So I think, I think the conversation starts with how does this cycle start? And so, Hmm. um, it really begins as a safety mechanism. It really is the need to ruminate, to process something is a biological safety response. Okay. So it is the way that our body tells us, we have to think about this, something doesn't feel right, let me think about it to make sure I'm safe. 
what happens is that we we think we're worried about something happens we're worried about it we figure out a solution that makes the worry go away the problem is gone and we get this well, what you said we get we this get reward, a reward. Yeah. we get a dopamine reward yeah. there's a chemical release that says ah oh, good job you did something right and our brain says oh we like that yes, that's wonderful exactly. that's like that's a treat yep. so i'm going to do that again so the next time something comes up that we're uncomfortable oh, I'm, with i'm going to think about it i'm going to think about it i'm going to ruminate right. it and i'll come up with a solution gonna, and i'll get rewarded and then i'll feel good again <laughs> that will be wonderful and so that creates that habit of Oh, when something uncomfortable happens, I need to really chew on it. I need to find a solution right. and then I will feel better. When the reality is there are lots and lots and lots of things sure. in life that are irrational, that we cannot come up with a logical solution for. And so then we start the rumination process. We're, we're anxious about it and processing it all the time. Mm -hmm. Our brain is convinced that one of these times when we go through this thought process, we will come up with a solution when in fact there is none. So that's where the, that's where the addiction yeah, so, part so starts. If, if that lays the groundwork. If you've looked at uh, habit science at all, usually a habit to establish a habit, you need a trigger. Right. In this case, it's some event, some problem, something that's arisen in your life. Right. You, tr triggers followed by a behavior. behavior. The behavior is thinking, planning, ruminating, trying to come up Processing. with something. Processing. Right. And the reward is ah, solved it. Dopamine. Wonderful. Brain feels great. Right. So what happens is that gets more and more entrenched hardwired into your brain as a, oh, problem, ah, ruminate, ah, reward. Lord. And so what happens over time is the reward changes to just result. Right. right. <laughs> Not necessarily rewarding anymore. Right. So you may get a trigger, you ruminate, ah, your body sort of responds with that anxious feeling, which is right. literally as part of your fight or flight process right. in your brain. So you're feeling that, ah. I got to do something. And now no reward anymore. Right. <laughs> So but, I better think about it. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. I got to so plan that, more. So I'm, you get into this loop and it just keeps going right. and going and you get more and more anxious. Right. The reward didn't come. So that must mean I didn't find the right solution. So I better go back and think about it more. And you, your brain gets tricked into this behavior of thinking that if you're anxious, something good will come out of it. And yeah. And so in, in fact, there really, as I talked about earlier, there's not even really a true trigger in the environment no. to bring on that anxious feeling. The anxious feeling comes because your brain's looking for the reward. Right. So there may be nothing, nothing in your life that just kicks off that anxiety. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and I think that's very hard to. It's, it's hard to understand. It's very hard to it's understand. Very hard to, it's super to counterintuitive. Right. And and like I I spent like I can't tell you how many days I spent like why do I feel anxious and I'm like I'm chasing <laughs> it chasing, about chasing it down the rabbit hole. But I think when you realize. And I think a part of like coming to a solution and getting out of this and breaking the habit loop or right. the addiction right. is just understanding that it is an addiction. Exactly. It is a habit loop. And that, you know, you've come to the time that the trigger is so subtle. Right. That right. There may not be a true trigger that you can identify. Right. But recognize that you're in this habit loop. My brain is making my brain is making me anxious because it knows a reward is going to right. come, but there's no right. reward to follow because right. there was no true trigger. Right. And, and sometimes just being aware of that is enough to just to help. Right. You know, just really focusing on what's going on in my body, where did it come from, being curious about that rather right. than just panicking right. about it, which makes it worse. Right. Just right. observing it. And we've talked before on episodes about just being comfortable with 
This feels I'm uncomfortable. I'm experiencing this emotion. I don't like it. It feels a little uncomfortable, but it's like it's like a wave. You know, it will right. it will dissipate. It will go away. And recogni recognizing that it's a habit or it's a it's an addiction you're trying to break. Sometimes just that right is enough right. to sort of get on top of it and get a little more perspective and get away from it a little right. bit. Right. Well, and, and I know and I know just for that, you know, just since I became aware of this habit loop explanation of anxiety over right. the past year has, has helped me significantly. Right, right. Well, and and um, the research shows that um, we, we, we hold on to the addiction because we think it's easier to stay in an anxious, we hold on to that anxiety because we think it's easier to stay in that anxious mode than it is to come down off of it right. and then get upset by it again and then come down off of it again. Rather than riding that roller coaster, we think that staying, our brain thinks that staying in that anxious mode is actually it's gonna, easier. It's going to save me from, gonna, from it, greater anguish right. if I just relax and let loose of it. Then if something bad happens, I'm going to feel far prepared. worse right. If, right. I had, if I hadn't just kept worrying and being anxious in the first right. place. Right. And I'd like to talk a little bit about the reward thing because I think for, it might be hard to understand what that actually looks like. But imagine you're taking every time you pass a candy store, mm. you take a child in and you buy them a piece of candy. Sure. And you do that 20 times for okay. two weeks. Right. Every day you go in, you buy them a piece of candy. And then after the two weeks, you pass a candy store. I like that and, habit. And, <laughs> and you don't buy the candy. The child is going to have a tantrum. Right, the child right. is going to say, hey, wait a minute. Every time we pass this candy I mean, yeah, store, absolutely. I get a candy, so I'm going to have a tantrum. And that way, hopefully, that's going to make you turn around and go back in the candy store. That's what your brain is doing about and around the topic of anxiety because the yeah. dopamine is the candy. Yeah, and it's thinking, oh, I need to get the candy. I need, I to, need get to get the candy. The candy. Yeah. So as long as I, when this anxious feeling comes, I'm going to get candy. So I better do something about and it. And it. it gets deeply entrenched. So, oh my so gosh, long yes. after you get any reward from it, literally decades, your brain is still searching still right. and still churning on that same thinking. It might get that reward that it got back in the past for this kind of behavior. But it's not getting reward anymore. Anymore. No. It's, no. That's no. no longer reward. It's just results. It's just results. Yeah. Right. So um, I think the next place to go with this is what do you do when you recognize the first thing you talked about is recognizing okay maybe my anxiety maybe my brain yeah. is just addicted to this anxiety loop and so to me that's the first step the next step what is the next step after that after you recognize that this is oh wait a minute i'm going into this anxious phase what's the next step well I, to, to me there are two things the one i talked about first was just the the recognition that you are falling into the habit loop. Right, right. I, I'm succumbing to the addiction that I have. And it's the, you know, it's, it's what we talk about repeatedly on this podcast. It's the, it's the mindfulness. It's awareness. It's the, it's the, it's the, okay, I'm in this loop. I've, I have this anxious feeling. Now, what does it feel like? What's, what's going on here? Um, my throat is tight. Is that really a bad feeling or is it just a tight throat? Right, is, and right. my chest, am I feeling tight? Is my, my breath is a little shallow. Like, can I, can I, can I deepen it or can not? I, right. Is it okay the right. way it is? Is it truly uncomfortable? Or do I just associate that with uncomfortableness? Right. And, right. and, and just the, that kind of mindfulness, curious be behavior, being right. curious right. about what you're truly feeling right. without just going off on this, uh, roller coaster ride of just right. being taken away by like your emotions anxiety, right. is, is really a, a a powerful first step in a curative yes, process. Yes, yes, and um, and I think it's it's also recognizing when you have if you can take that pause, and also 
ask yourself, is this a problem I can really solve? So, so rumination tends to be things that you have chewed over and over and over, over again, and there really is not a solution. Yeah. And, and to me, a, a situation like that tends to be a person that you have some kind of discourse with. I should have said this. I, I should, should have, have said, said that. that or, you know, or we, you know, we've, we, he and I have gone back do, and forth about like this. Do they like me? Do they not like me? How can right. I make them like me more? Right. Yeah. Right. Or you've had a, a, a recurring disagreement about something. Right. Your brain still f- believes that that is unresolved and that there is an outcome when the reality is you've tried everything you can come up with. Right. Is this really something that you need to process one more time? And so I think that the next question is, is this something that I really need to spend time on? Or is right. this my brain trying to run into the candy store again? Um, because yeah. a lot of times... It, 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 do I want to spend, my, and, and it may be something that may be a solution to, but do I want to spend my time right, right now right. <laughs> feeling this upset stomach, this tight throat, this whatever it is, yeah. and allow my brain to go well, off? Well, along those lines, one of the things that I, you know, I I read it because um, I, you know, I tend to, throughout my working career, I tended to wake up three or four in the morning. And that, right. that was my That's time, to, time worry to worry about That's the time to worry about, oh yeah, weird stuff. And I just like, my brain would just like sort through all these scenarios and what I was going to say and who was going to talk to and what sequence I was going to do it and right. how, how this was going to all play out over the week. And, you know, sometimes I would come up with a solution, right. which was like, oh, I got this. And then the next morning I would put it into play and sort of big reward. Right, right. But then I constantly was waking up at three in the morning right. looking for these big problems to solve. So I got in the habit of just... You know, having this three o'clock anxiety attack that soon became resulted from the trigger of nothing. Right. It's just the fact that I woke up, my brain is looking for a problem to solve, solve, and it's like, poof, off it goes in the super anxiety. And even though I've been retired and not really working on such, you know, life and death (laughs) problems anymore in the last five years, I still have residual feelings of anxiety that are hard to find the source of. Right. Well, and I think many of, for most, most of us, most humans, are problem solvers of one way, shape, or well, form. We've evolved to be so we problem are, solvers. We have That's why our species pro- has overrun the earth. <laughs> right, right. And so we have to recognize that that our brain—that's where our brain goes. And and do 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 we want to allow our brain to have free reign, or do we want to be in charge right. of where our brain is taking us? Because our brain is hijacking the rest of our body. And you know, as, and as we talk about a lot a mindfulness practice and you know sometimes i refer to a mindfulness practice as um attention training right you know just uh, learn, learning to absolutely. shift your brain to pay attention to your breath how your body feels right. etc that focus and the strength of being able to do that can somehow get to sometimes get you out of those ruminating loops right right and so what is the what is the how do you put an end I think the next point we need to finish up as we wind up is what do you do when you recognize, first of all, you recognize, oh, I've got these anxious feelings. You can ask yourself, is this really something that A, I want to spend time on or B, there is an actual solution for. And then the third step is how do I get out of this place of allowing my brain to run away? And I think it's, it can start with, to me, just a deep breath. Like can can you start doing the the look for something, what, touch something, about smell using something, your senses. using your five senses yeah. will immediately help you get out of that loop behavior. And although we didn't talk about it today, we can talk about it maybe not next time, but at some future episode. 
you know, because this addiction is a habit loop. Right. Um, one of the things you can do with habits is one of the easiest things is is to get out of it to change a habit is to replace a bad habit with a, with good, a good habit. habit. Right. You know, you can use right. the same trigger, a different behavior, different result. Right. And the right. other thing is you can actually extinguish and get rid of habits altogether, right. which is a little more difficult. To right. Do. But but to me, it can start with just and That's pick one. Start, pick something that is your well, go to. You, you, you can't change a habit unless you realize you have right. a habit. You know, a Daniel Kahneman. A uh, Nobel Prize-winning economist wrote a book, "Thinking Fast and Slow." Uh-huh. And the thinking fast is the way your automatic brain right. just does stuff, and that's right. what we're talking about here with habits. Right. Um, you know, habit formation is the way the human body and the human being succeeds. Because if you had to think about getting up, taking a step, <laughs> keeping your balance, all the intricacies of tying your shoe, you'd never get anything done. Right. You know, eighty percent of your behavior every it's day automated. is habit. It's right. automated. It's tied to. A habit that's become that's linked to muscle memory, and right. your body just does does stuff. Right. You know, buttoning your shirt, shaving your face, brushing your teeth. You don't really think about it. You know? Yeah. So, so breaking that loop is just recognizing there's a loop there, and then pick something that you can either replace with the habit. And to me, it's like I'm as soon as I recognize I'm anxious, I'm going to choose to take five deep breaths. Perfect. And that way, yeah. you're you're you, you can stop the cycle right there. And if this if it comes back as soon as the five breaths are over, take five more breaths. And if you're if you're experiencing anxiety almost every day, I can guarantee you're probably addicted to, to your anxiety. anxiety. Absolutely. Um, I think we've really covered it enough I, for I today. I love this topic it, because it's I, most, so near and dear I think, to us. Well, one of the things that prompted this is like the overwhelming majority of people today suffer from chronic anxiety. anxiety. And they don't and they don't know it. Right. Absolutely. And, and so. All right. Well, that has been awesome. Uh, until next time, this, this has been, been Just, just One, one thing. thing.